Welcome to Bellies, Babies, and Birth. My name is Amy Vanderlinden, and I'm a physical therapist specializing in pelvic health and myofascial work. I have a passion for helping women thrive throughout pregnancy, delivery, and that postpartum period so that they can get back to the activities they love. This podcast is to help provide education and resources and also to build community, particularly here in the Phoenix Valley. Enjoy! Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Bellies, Babies, and Birth. This is Amy Vanderlinden, and I'm super excited to be bringing to you a special guest today. Her name is Martha Reed. She's from here in the Phoenix area, also Northwest Valley lady, loving that. And so I'm going to let Martha start telling you, she wears a lot of hats, you guys, so we're actually going to have her back on the show for a different topic coming up next month. But for today, we're going to focus on her intuitive healing and the coaching that she does. So Martha, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Great. Thanks for having me. So I am a metaphysician, and I consider myself the counseling alternative. And what I do is I provide intuitive insights, answers, and advice. And like you mentioned, I have a lot of hats I wear to help people to overcome, you know, fears, limiting behaviors, um, things that are keeping them feeling unsuccessful, unfulfilled, unloved, or just simply downright out of balance. And those are things like hypnotherapy, um, spiritual counseling, and oftentimes I even bring in color to help with those as therapy. I do remember we met um, at Think Tank, and I loved the presentation you did. We all came to your office, and we did some different things with color therapy and different activities. That was super interesting. Um, Some people might not even be aware that color therapy exists. Can you tell us a little bit more about what that involves? When you use um, color as therapy, what you're doing is you're trying to change um, either a frequency or a feeling Um, Mostly the feeling is within the self. So um, if you think about a color wheel, every color wheel has an um, opposite color. For instance, red will have an opposite color of green. Yellow has purple. Orange has blue. So sometimes we we can discover what uh, emotion lies in that same frequency. So for instance, red, you can either have anger or rage, or you could have fear and insecurity. And the opposite of that would be peace and harmony or non-judgment or, you know, a sense of community and safety. So uh, those colors live in green. So when a person has the insecurities of red that are showing up, those fears or insecurities or the disempowerment, we would then, um, we would give them actually more red because being in the fear zone, they would be disempowered or their red would be muted. So we would want to bring in red to have them feeling very safe and secure and just a a stronger um, to be able to handle things all over in general. On the other side of that, if a person's in anger or rage or they're just, um, just, you know, feeling hot headed or they're just, you know, not fulfilling, um, you know, the sense of peace that they would like. um, There's a, a, fire to that. There's a too much energy. It's exaggerated versus muted. So we would then bring in the opposing color, which is green. And green then acts as a diffuser to those energies 
and lightens it up to bring it back more into balance. So every color and every emotional side has, um, you know, a, a polar opposite. And like I like to say, as we live in this dual reality of being a spiritual being and also being um, a, a physical being, and sometimes they just go kind of in all kinds of directions and we use colors to bring it back to a state of balance. That's so fun. I, I absolutely love colors. Um, tell us a little bit more about um, who would you consider to be, obviously you can help a lot of different things, especially with the um, life coaching and, and spiritual coaching and things that you do. And like you mentioned, hypnosis and some of the different therapies that you offer, but who would be an ideal candidate if they're listening or they're thinking, well, gosh, I could use a little bit of help. Who is the perfect person to come and see you? Well, you know, talking about uh, how I provide insights and understanding of how one's, you know, personality, their emotional or their spiritual energy can lie at the root of all their hurting and imbalance. I can use my gifts um, as an empath. It's clear knowing um, to help people who are ready to either uncover their blocks and their barriers to either feeling better, being better, creating something better in their life, or people that are just, you know, feel like they've been kept chained to some type of pain that keeps them from either reaching their full potential of health, success, or happiness. And, you know, it's just putting it a little more simply, um, I like to say that I help people overcome destructive habits, patterns, and beliefs, and then really good things just happen from there. So if you're a type of person who is feeling or in a place that they don't feel good about and they want something different, but they don't know how to get there, or the things they've been trying is just going spinning in circles and they're not going anywhere, um, that's basically who I would love to work with. That's exciting. Yeah. I mean, we can't help everybody and we all have kind of our niches and our different things. And so I know we all have those people that we just really feel perfect for and they're perfect for us. And mm -hmm. um, you have that connection and things that can be so important. How did you come to do this kind of work? I was born with what's called the gift of knowing. And I didn't even know I had a gift. This is something I have learned in the last 15 years. But prior to that, you know, I, I spent a lot of time um, being very shy, very disconnected, and not very social. Because growing up, I had a lot of people who would basically criticize me. They would call me a know-it-all. They would tell me that you know, I was snooping things I, or, or lying that somebody told me they didn't because when, you know, in conversations, um, I had this unconscious uh, psychic where I would just say things and it made perfect sense to me and to other people, they really, really looked at me as someone who was, you know, just a know-it-all and dishonest and somebody who was, you know, prying into things and it, it really affected my self-esteem because I didn't know why when I would say things to them, inevitably, whatever I said, they told me I was wrong, but in the end, I would look at it and see it was right. So I was always having a miscommunication going on and what I saw and what I knew 
nothing was adding up. So I was very confused on what was going on. So I spent a lot of time with a lot of negative emotions. Um, you know, I created some, you know, bad habits, a lot of bad beliefs. And in the process of that, I, I started tapping into learning. Uh, I, I wanted to learn what it was like to be a, a psychic. And that was really appealing to me when I was really young. Like I was sneaking around reading books at libraries and stuff just because I thought it was fun. Had no idea that I was doing this because I was, my subconscious was trying to bring it out in me. So I would have an answer to what was going on. So further down the road, uh, just dabbling in that, playing in that, further down the road, I had some family members, including my animals, that, you know, were having uh, troubles emotionally, and I couldn't figure out how to help them. And I just, one day, I thought, well, my nephew is very scared of the dark. And I'd heard about hypnosis, and I thought, well, maybe if I learn some hypnosis, I can help him. And he you know, I was looking at how much it would cost me to take him to a hypnotherapist versus going to school for it. And my thought was, well, if I'll just learn it myself, and then I can help him. And I, you know, would be basically be winning on both sides. Unbeknownst to me, these were just my natural callings. And I believe that, the, you know, spirit, the angels, you know, you know, God, whoever was speaking through me was the only way they could get me to follow this was through my natural tendency of um, empathy and compassion. So when I would find somebody else hurting, I would try to figure out how I could best help them. Uh, usually it was emotionally, not physically, but usually it was emotionally, whether it was fears or, you know, they're grieving. And I just had this passion that I just couldn't help but want to help them. So this is how my snowball began. The next thing I know, I'm in hypnotherapy and I hear about, you know, coaching and somebody says to me, man, you would be a great counselor. And just one thing after another led up to who I am today. And so I always follow that, you know, that nudge or that guide to help me to move to the next level of advancement within myself. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing a bit about your story. I mean, I can imagine, you know, we don't really understand so much when we're little and we can't see that bigger picture and we don't even understand the concept of gifts or how people perceive us. Was there especially, any... Especially in um, an environment that, you know, is not in a belief of any of that. So if, you know, you're in a, a religious a very religious who is against using your intuition or thinking, you know, things are just not right. Or there's the people who just think it's not possible. They don't believe in imagination. So depending on where your family dynamics are, and you're very different, right? And most people say you're the black sheep of the family, but I like to say I'm actually the, the light sheep of the family. Awesome. Hard. The light sheep. Um, so did you have to do other work to kind of break through those limitations and the things that like were so confusing as a child to get to your own place of healing? Yes, Obviously we, I, have to do, we have to do our own work to be able to help others. That um, is absolutely correct. Yeah. Yes. What else did, had to heal in you? Like what else had to get broken open? 
Well, I've, you know, a lot of trauma in my past, and we definitely don't have time to get into any of that today. Of um, but there was a, um, a lot of, you know, mental and emotional and, and physical abuse that came with, you know, my life. And the majority of us have that. And most of us just push it off to the side and, and just keep moving on. But some things nudge us and cause, um, you know, disharmony within our, within our being things start to break down or fall apart or not working correct. So through this process, I began seeing a homeopath. I began seeing, um, you know, I had my own life coach. I've had my own hypnotherapist. So even though I was learning these modalities, I fully use them in my own way as well. And um, I, I didn't mention homeopathy earlier, but during that process, I learned about a program uh, called Psychosomatic Energetics, and for short, we call it PSE, and that's where I um, do a form of muscle testing or biofeedback on my clients who are present. Obviously, I can't do this you know, nationwide. There might be someone who can, but I don't feel comfortable with that. I like to have the, a personal connection. So if a person's here with me and I'm doing this muscle testing or biofeedback, I can, through that process, find out which energy center is is out or being drained by something. Once I know that, I can then further the uh, the search to find out what the emotional conflict is that's creating that imbalance or disharmony. And then I, I give them a homeopathic remedy to strengthen their energy center, to do what it's already designed to do, and then one to neutralize basically or clear the emotional conflict that is wrecking havoc on our life, that's keeping us from feeling better or moving forward. And that's also another program that just threw, laid up in my path for me that I went through and it just changed my world. Well, I mean, I love, I mean, that's a huge part of why I do this podcast is just, there are so many amazing ways for us to heal. There are so many ways to breakthrough healing um, and breakthrough trauma and to get rid of limiting beliefs. And those aren't always traumatic. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes it's just, you know, you grew up with parents who believe this and this and this. And so you believe this and this and this. And now that belief, you've kind of come up against it in some other place in your world. And you have to recognize that maybe that isn't the absolute truth for everything. And I think that can be hard to deal with sometimes, but I just love hearing and learning about all these different ways to bring healing and to connect people. And I mean, that's part of why we have think tank too, right? Like to know other practitioners and to learn ways to offer healing to people and to ourselves. Um, totally agree that you can't, you can only take people as far as you go through your own stuff. And so um, whatever things that we learn in getting our own healing, get our, our own treatment is so critical. So I'm really glad you shared about that piece. Um, yeah, so there, else? yeah, I was just going to say that, you know, we're talking about all these past traumas. Um, and I want to just emphasize that to me, whatever we've been through, it, does, it doesn't have to define us. So my work with people is not going back and through my coaching or my life coaching or my spiritual counseling, it isn't going back and digging up the past and processing all of that. Mine is saying, 
we have a problem here. These are our limiting behaviors. These are our beliefs. This is what we're dealing with. What's it going to take to move forward? What's the next right step to get us out of here? Because going back is, is great. And, you know, it's more really in a, a traditional licensed counselor type of setting. For me, it doesn't really matter what all of that is. What matters is what's happening to us now, what we're having to deal with, and how do we get out of that? How do we be or feel or do better? So mind's all about getting us unstuck and moving forward. Awesome. I'm so glad you brought that up because I was thinking that exact same thing when you were talking about how I think, you know, I've worked with clients who've been through a lot of trauma as well. And I think so often people are afraid of kind of embarking in a new method of healing or trying something because they don't want to rehash it all. They mm-hmm. don't want to go back through or relive and somehow we think we have to relive to heal it. And that's, I totally agree with you it, in your work, in my work, that's not true at all. The subconscious can bring up just the critical pieces that need to shift without fully re-experiencing, fully reliving. And I think sometimes that can be an issue with talk therapy where sometimes you do end up just rehashing and unfortunately you can only talk about what you're aware of and like 99% of it, 95, whatever belief you have, a large, large majority of it is going on in the subconscious. So I'm a huge fan of all of these different ways to set the body free, set the mind free, mm-hmm. shift our beliefs and our thinking on a cellular level, on a mental level, all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, That's right. Because people can't, I mean, we can talk the story and we could relive it and we can look at it and we could re you know, hash it over and over. And, and I'm not knocking that modality. I believe right. there's only good things for, you know, for everybody. And it's all whatever resonates with you, whatever works for you. But for me, none of the story matters. Like people sometimes are embarrassed or ashamed to be telling me what's going on. And I'm just looking at them like, I am so, you know, not judgmental. This is such a safe place. And I don't even care about your story. What I care about is what's what that story led to in a feeling within you, because it's that energy of that feeling that's what's creating a problem, not the story. But if we could shift that story, maybe through hypnotherapy, we could actually feel different, like a reframe it. And that's what we need to do is change how we feel or how we're being affected by it. It's not the story at all. Well, and I'm guessing you'd probably agree with me I only need to hear the story enough to know how we need to shift, know where you're stuck because God bless. We are all stuck in our story. We don't need to tell the story anymore. We've been telling it to ourselves and to everybody else for so long that that's where the stuck is, but then we can take that and go forward from there. So absolutely love, love, love that. One other question I had I was reading about your dragonfly effect and I have a a personal um, adoration for butterflies and all, not all things winged because please, but share a little bit about that and what that piece of your work is. So I'll share the story about the dragonfly because I absolutely love how this came to me. So through my life, I was telling you that things just come to me and I, and I'm not, (laughs) I don't always get it right away. And so sometimes spirit has to tell me many, many ways or keep trying to nudge me. Um, And I I just imagine them up there just shaking their head at me like, why didn't she get it that way? And so I started having these dreams 
and or I call them visions, but some call them dreams because it was during my dream state. Um, but to me, that a lot of my visions come to me that way. And I was dreaming, you know, it kept repeating over and over and over. And that's how I know Spirit's giving me a message or a big message, something of, of great importance. And so I kept dreaming of this dragonfly. It would, I would see it fly in and look at me. You know, the next night it might fly around me. The next night it, you know, you know, lands on me. And then pretty soon it just kept coming and coming. And I started asking it, you know, what is this? What's going on here? So the dragonfly came to me and he said, or she said, I always call him a he, but it could be either, and said that um, with the dragonfly, if each and every one of their wings are functioning in perfect harmony and in perfect calibration, they're able to fly in any direction they choose. And if one of those wings is slightly out of balance or out of calibration, they're still going to get to where they want to go, but they won't get there without struggle. They won't get there with ease. They'll get there, but it's going to take a lot of effort. And if one of those wings has been traumatized severely or broken or missing, they most likely are not going to be able to move in any direction that they desire. The best that they can hope for is repeating the same circle over and over again and not able to move forward without either assistance, becoming codependent, or maybe they give up completely and just lay down and die. And he then said, and the same is true for you. And those wings represent the mental, the emotional, the physical, and the spiritual body. If each one of those elements is working in perfect harmony, we too can move in the direction we desire. And if one of them is out of balance and not right or wounded, it's going to take some struggle. So the same was true for us. That's when it clicked with me why I had to learn so many different modalities is because I needed to be, have a way to help people on all those levels, even if it's, you know, healing at a, a slow pace or, or rapid. I don't know what a body's uh, emotional body's, you know, rate is. It's probably different for every single person. Um, that's how I experience it anyway. And so it made perfect sense to me after that. So the dragonfly became very symbolic to me. And now they, they appear to me in the most random ways. And it does not ever fail that the people that are attracted to me on some level, I can look back at them in their life and, and see, you know, what stage they're in. So when I say stage, uh, a dragonfly is born in a dark, murky water, dark, and they can't see. They don't have their wings. They're not very attractive. Things are pretty ugly. They have to struggle tremendously to even get to where they want or, um, you know, find their food. So they're in this dark, dark space. There's no one particular time that a dragonfly decides to emerge on a reed and, you know, up into the light. They might be four months. They might be four years. There's no set time. It's just once they decide it's time. And then they begin their journey out of that darkness and into the, to the upper clearer waters and eventually up and into the light where they um, have their wings and they're able to fly. So I can assess people who come in and look at where they're at in this journey. Are they still in the nymph phase where they're still 
down here in the dark and can't see their way out? Are they ready to emerge or are they not? So the, that is why the dragonfly is basically my totem and very important to me because it really has given me a very clear idea of how to help someone. That's awesome. And unfortunately, our listeners can't see the beautiful dragonfly picture you have on your wall behind you um, like I can. But I absolutely love that visual. Um, like I said, I have a major thing about butterflies. And it's so true, the four pieces. And do you find, I've, I've found this in myself and in a lot of my clients, do you find that whatever the issue is or whatever's going on, that the mental, physical emotional, like those don't process at the same time about a particular issue. Mm -mm, no, right. Because we don't know what um, the, the energy or the feeling is or the intensity or, you know, of each one of those, we don't know what they are. So they're, they're going to calibrate at different times and different things are going to be shifting. So we think we want one thing, but we truly need to be open to allowing it to unfold in that divine timing trusting that our spirit knows which area it needs to work on first, even though we might want something else. So, you know, it's, it's a thing about taking the next right action, the next right steps, you know, over and over and over again. I mean, might be all we need is one step, but sometimes we need multiple. So, so true. Um, and obviously we might have stuff going on with two of our wings or three of our wings. Um, I love that. Um, so probably, gosh, so many things are popping in my head. Um, one of the next things I want to ask you was about how you work with clients. Do you typically, I know you do stuff over the phone, not the muscle testing so much, mm -hmm. but the other things you have available, you can work with clients from all over the country. Um, but a lot of them you see here locally in Phoenix, right? I do. I have a... Uh, a healing center or wellness center here in um you know arizona and i'm actually on the border of phoenix and north glendale and um so i do see um, private clients here by appointment i do also see clients um, nationwide via you know video conferencing or on the phone most of my uh like 30 minute uh intuitive insights or or spiritual counseling sessions are done over the phone if they're like 30 minutes. That way I can have a clear focus and um, not be distracted by too much when I'm, I'm tapping into that. My hour sessions um, are usually done here in the office, um, again, or on the phone or video conferencing. And yes, I'm definitely nationwide. Well, and I know you do, like I do, offer a free consult just to see if you're a good fit to work with people and if they're a good fit to work with you. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I do. I offer a, a free 15-minute phone consultation. I call it a, um, an exploratory where you're learning about me and what I do. And I don't get in, again, the story. I get into, you know, what are you looking for? Am I the right person um, to see a fit for you? And what you've got going on, is it something that I feel I could truly help you with? Or do I need to refer you out? So, you know, it's not like a discovery on how to make you better, but how to see if we are right for each other. So that way it wastes your, not does not waste your time, nor mine, nor any dollar value if it's just not right. Perfect. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, well, and you know, I have a niche, you have a niche, like 
we can't just expect people to understand what it is that we do. And we're not the perfect fit for every client and we don't want to take on every client. And so I think having those opportunities to have a conversation, at least on the phone or ideally face-to-face -face and, and be able to chat about what we do and how we can help and give them really the information they need to make that best step for them. Like you said, the next right step forward, right? Mm -hmm. um, what other resources do you have available on your website, um, written materials, different things I know you have that you've created helping people on their healing journey? Yeah, I, I, I have um, a few podcasts and, and videos on there. I will admit I'm, I'm so busy doing what I do over here that I oftentimes don't take uh, enough time to add all of my podcasts or summits or things for people to listen to. That is a goal of mine. But for now, what I have is I have a free hypnosis app. And on that app, uh, there are four different recordings and they are free. They're very short. They're 10, maybe 12 minutes for one of them. They're very short. They're reset sessions. So if a person is struggling with in a situation where they're having negative thinking and or they're having low self-esteem because they're going into a job interview and they're sitting out in their car and they don't think they're going to get it. They've got some anxiety, whatever it might be when they, they have something that's disempowering them from an emotion that's creating them from moving forward. I tell them, listen to this app. And my app is just like my business name insights for life. And it's available on both Android and Apple. And I say, stop where you're at, put some headphones on, close your eyes, and just listen to this for 10 minutes to help you to get out of that reactive state and into a state of action that will help you. So those, I have the four I was mentioning, there's one for low self-esteem, one for negative thinking, one for panic, and one for anxiety. And it doesn't really matter which one you listen to. They all have a, a calming, relaxing progressive relaxation in them. And then there is suggestions uh, for the other um, items I mentioned. So if you know this, you have tendencies to this, it might be something you do every day up to that interview we were talking about, or up to, you know, asking that person out or getting in the car to drive for the first time, whatever it might be, you might need to do this multiple times. But this is something that you can do at home. Like people need this support sometimes and they can't, you know, it's not like they can call me and say, hey, I'm standing out here in front and I don't know what to do. And then just talk them through it for 10 minutes. But using the app allows me to do that for them. So download that app and, and just trust that it is very valuable for a lot of things. We just have to use it. That's wonderful. And I'll make sure and put that information so people can find those um, and your app information in the show notes to Martha. So thank you so much for that. Yeah, right. Like the time to get out all your ideas and your content and all the things you want to share with the world. So, and like I said, you guys, she also has a float spa and we're going to have her on in November and talk all about that special treatment, which I've done a couple times. It's, it's amazing. So we're not going to dive into that today, but there is more coming. Don't you worry. Yes. On that note, Martha, tell them where else they can connect with you, your website, Facebook, any other social media things you have going on. Yes. Um, I would love for them to 
find me on Facebook, and it's under Martha Reed, and that's spelled R-E-E-D. So Martha Reed, Ph.D., um, and it says, uh, I think it says Intuitive Insights and Hypnotherapy. It's a long name. But please find me on Facebook. Like my page. Um, I am on Instagram, and that's under Dr. Martha Reed. And, you know, my, my website itself is um, MarthaReed.com. Those would be great things I would love to connect with people on. Perfect. And we'll put all that stuff in the show notes too, you guys. And I, I mean, I found you on Facebook just typing in Martha Reed. So hopefully, but we'll put the actual Facebook link and her website and those hypnotherapy, the information about the app, is that on your website or we, should we link the app itself? Um, the, the app is on my website under, you know, hypnosis app with Martha Reed. Um, another thing I didn't mention is I do have uh, two books also available either in my center online or on Amazon. And again, that um, the app is if they just go to their Google Play or their or their iTunes, their app store and type in Insights for Life and it'll pop right up. And if they don't have a smartphone, then they can go to my website under the hypnosis app tab and download um, from there. Um, but the books I have are one of them is titled um, Dragonfly Insights. And the other one is a children's book, which is called Sunny Flower and His Fairy Good Friend. But love people to check those out as well. Awesome. And you said those are on Amazon, right? Yes, they are. All right, you guys, we'll try to link those as well. Um, so the last question I always like to ask everybody, Martha, is, um, you know, the work I do and, and what we do at Moment of Truth, I really have a heart for helping women thrive. So they're not just living, not just surviving, but really thriving in what they do. Um, and I know you have that same passion for wanting people to really just feel like they're able to be free and live their mm -hmm. best life. And so what are some of the ways that you feel like specifically, obviously the therapies you offer, but like those moments, you know, when you have that breakthrough with a client where you really see that thrive moment happening? How, what's the question? How do I... Like what, oh, what are some of those moments? Like what is your favorite part about how you see that breakthrough happen? When people realize that their story does not define them, when they realize that their past is their past and it is, doesn't have to have anything to do with their future. When they realize that there's nothing really to overcome from before there's only things to move towards which is what they desire their goals happiness or joy or peace whatever it might be that moment that they realize that none of this people situations the path does not define them and that is so freeing to realize that you're perfect just the way you are we just need to take another step forward Beautiful. I love that so much. Well, we've uh, kind of uncovered a lot and I know you have a lot at your website as well. So we'll make sure people have that resource to go to. And I'm really excited to listen to some of those hypnosis meditations. Uh, so I will definitely be checking that out myself. Anything else you want to wrap up with? I just want to remind everybody to just keep moving forward. Just keep going. That next right step. So critical. That's right. 
Well, thank you so much for being on today. And I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with us. And that's another episode of Bellies, Babies, and Birth, you guys. And don't worry, we're going to have Martha back on next month to be talking about float spas. Does so much more than you realize. Stay tuned for that, and we'll talk to you soon.